October 31, 2023. Welcome aboard. Well, we're going to uh, get into some health tips today. And in fact, the audio clip I have for you is packed with mounds and mounds of information coming from pharmacist Ben Fuchs. And in fact, this will be the only audio clip that I'm going to play today because it's packed with so much information. The clip is like 26 minutes and some odd seconds long. So uh, welcome back. Um, we're going to uh, find out uh, some good information. It's going to, ben is going to be speaking on um, dementia and Alzheimer's. It seems to be a prevalent problem in the community today. And uh, doesn't uh, appear to be wanting to or going to uh, recede or let up at all because this has been increasing throughout the years especially since uh, many people are on pharmaceutical drugs and any uh, bad diets that they have and you know, lack of sleep and lack of exercise, lack of attitude, good attitude that is. And uh, so we're going to check that out today. All right. But before we do, let me do some house cleaning. 5.17 p.m. All right, if you want to get in contact with me, you can send me an email to thedennydshow at gmail.com. That's thedennydshow at gmail. And if you want to support me, you can do so by going to youngevity.com. That's youngevity.com. Go there, sign up as a preferred customer. Use my associate ID, 1009565265. That's 1009565265. Go there, grab yourself our flagship pack. The Healthy Start Pack, which consists of three products, starting with the BTT. The Beyond Tangy Tangerine. This product is packed with 88 of the 90 essential nutrients the body needs. 
your essential minerals, your essential amino acids, and the essential vitamins. Also, it's packed with pre- and probiotics. Also, each serving is packed with 8,000 ORAC value. That's O-R-A-C, oxygen radical absorption capacity. That's, mm, excuse me. <clears throat> That's those powerful super antioxidants. Go in, seek, search, and find those free radicals. That's causing early aging damaged cells and chronic diseases. Goes in. Finds them and beats them, bangs them up, all right? So you won't go wrong with the BTT. The second product are the EPAs, the essential fatty acids. And the benefits of essential fatty acids. It's good for the brain, good for the heart and the cardiovascular system. Good for dry skin and other skin conditions. Also good for the blood, helps to keep it nice and thin, flowing smoothly through the cardiovascular system. Also... Essential fatty acids are powerful anti-inflammatory, which means that it helps to reduce or even eliminate pain, depending on how bad the pain is. EFAs are known as nature's natural aspirin. The third product is the Beyond OsteoFX. That's the Beyond OsteoFX. And uh, it's good for the cardiovascular system, the heart. Bones and joints, good for depression, anxiety. It's good for insomnia and constipation as well as so many other things. So make sure you get uh, the Beyond OsteoFX. So grab yourself a healthy start pack. Also, you can pick up a canister of the BTT 2.0 or the 2.5. They're both the same, except for the 2.5 has a higher concentration of beetroot powder, which means you'll be getting a higher level of nitric oxide. Also, pick yourself up a bottle of about 32-ounce majestic earth plant-derived colloidal minerals. That's right. This bottle is packed with 77 minerals, 60 of which are essential, essential, essential. The body needs 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, and 2 essential fatty acids. And without product, you'd be getting 3. Omega-3, 6, and 9. All right. Comes in three flavors. Plain, cherry mints. And kiwi strawberry. It also helps to crave your ap- curb your appetite and curb your cravings for sweets. So, just the plant trace minerals will give you two-thirds of the 90 essential nutrients the body needs. All right? And there's so many other products we also have in our medical toolkit to address your particular chronic issue. Um... Also, you can check out Dr. Wallach on dailywithdoc.com. That's dailywithdoc.com. And you can check out Doc, his publications and books on drjwallach, W-A-L-L-A-C-H.com. That's drjwallach.com. Also, Dr. Wallach, he does a daily YouTube broadcast. And um, here recently, there have been many guest hosts sitting in. On the broadcast, Monday through Friday, starting at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we've had uh, Ben Benjamin Fuchs uh, last week. I hope you went and checked that out. Also, yesterday was a great um, broadcast yesterday. Uh, a gentleman sat in that was a also co-founder of Longevity, And he goes into the history of it and how the minerals, the plant-derived minerals, are uh, processed. And some other things. So it'll be worth your while to go check out yesterday's YouTube video.
and um, there's a Zoom link where you can zoom in and uh, speak to Doc or even the guest host, tell them your issues, and they'll make the recommendations, and at that point you can get in contact with me and we'll go from there. Just know that if you've gotten your products from a big box store or your local corner drugstore, throw them in the trash. Don't flush them. Throw them in the trash. All right. Also, um, if you've gotten your products, what you think to believe is a reputable company, let me know and uh, tell me why you think it's a reputable company and why it's comparable or surpasses longevity's protocols and um, comprehensive program. And I'll take a look at it and see if I agree. Because I'm always seeking for the knowledge and uh, improving on my health and giving you the information and others the information to improve on their health as well. To become your own doctor. Right? It's nowadays, and it should have always been, and it was for centuries, but since we got, uh, you know, we got lazy and put our health in the care of the white coats, we've slipped and we haven't learned and don't know about natural remedies that are available for us. Also, if you get your products from Young Jeopardy using my associate ID, then my time to you is free for as long as you need, all right? Until you feel comfortable enough to go on your own. All right, and the challenge still stands. All right. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. The other announcement is today, Tuesday. Speaking of uh, pharmacist Benjamin Fuchs, he's going to be on Coast to Coast tonight with George Norrie, starting at 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 o'clock p.m. Pacific Time. Do I have those hours right? One, two, yeah, that's right. 10 o'clock Pacific Time on the West Coast, and 1 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on the East Coast. And if you don't catch it tonight, then of course it'll always be in the archives. You can go back and, and listen to it and see what it's all about. All right. Okay, well, let's go ahead and jump in. Um, Benjamin Fuchs, he's going to be talking about, as I said, dementia and Alzheimer's. Uh, we've been misled and trusting the white coats to have the drugs and the, you know, the poisonous potions that we can use to address our health issues. And we have to understand and learn. Get it clear in our minds that your body is not lacking an antidepressant. It's not lacking a dementia or Alzheimer's injection. It is not lacking a prescription. Okay, It's lacking nutrients, the proper nutrients the body needs. And if you give the body what it needs, it will rebuild and heal itself. It's just a matter of knowing what they are when it comes to both uh, supplements as well as your diet. Things to eat and staying hydrated and the proper rest. And exercise, nothing crazy, especially for us older folks. Just moderate exercise, and you know, it includes moving around, move the body, move the body up and down steps, doing laundry, doing cooking, cleaning, uh, grabbing, reaching, stretching, stooping, uh, bending, right? Pulling, squeezing, grabbing, all of that. Includes all of that, right? And of course, minimizing drama and stress. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and start this audio clip from Benjamin Fuchs. He's going to tell us about uh, many ways that we ourselves can deal and address the uh, the issue, the ongoing and growing issue of dementia and Alzheimer's. He's going to tell us about uh, nutrients that we can use as well as foods that we can eat to address dementia and Alzheimer's. So stand by while I pull this audio clip up. We 
Okay, everyone, it's time for class. All right, um, you can take notes. It uh, won't hurt to do so, so that um, you'll have a reference to go to when it comes to addressing dementia and Alzheimer's. All right, let's go ahead and jump in. Web dialogue. Sign up for our... Good afternoon slash evening. How you doing, Johnsy? Good to see you. Um, you. You as well. I'm doing. I'm doing great. I'm. Uh, um, you know. You know. It's, every now John's, and then I'll see a headline in the mainstream. Johnson's volume is low, and Ben Fuchs is kind of overmodulating, so I got to adjust the volume from time to time. Top prescribed drugs are tied to nearly 50% higher dementia risk. There's that headline is so packed. I actually have it here somewhere too. First of all, I noticed, you know, I keep, I, I read a lot of health news. You probably read a lot of health news too. Have you, have you noticed a lot of stuff about Alzheimer's dementia coming out here in the last couple of weeks? I've read an article about, uh, about uh, dental disease, periodontal uh, gum disease and Alzheimer's disease. I've got a, one on sleep and Alzheimer's. This is on the last month or so. Sleep and Alzheimer's disease, gut bacteria and Alzheimer's disease, uh, vaccine for Alzheimer's disease. Uh, and then this one just came out a couple days ago about anticholinergic drugs specifically. Uh, I'll explain that in a moment. But that headline has a couple of things that are important, I think. Number one, the idea of drugs. Mm. You know, we take prescription drugs and we just don't, we, we don't think about what we're taking. Mm. When you take a prescription drug, you are taking something that is going to shut down something in your body, period. It's going to mm. block receptor. It's going to turn off an enzyme system. It is going to turn something off. That's how drugs work. Even drugs that speed things up sometimes work by turning other things off. So by turning off an inhibitory kind of system, you accelerate biochemistry. So drugs, whether you, whether you want to say they block or they stimulate, any way you look at it, they interfere with chemistry. It's as simple as that. And you can't interfere with chemistry exogenously, artificially. And when I say artificially, I mean non, in a non-food way without expecting to have repercussions. It can't happen. That's true, food interferes with chemistry, uh, but you need to eat food, and food supports biochemistry, and the human body and cells have evolved to work with food. They have not evolved to work with drugs. Drugs are uh, 150-year-old, uh, based on 150-year-old technology, or, or maybe 200-year-old technologies, beginning of the 19th century. Uh, that's really when, the, when drugs and, and organic chemistry was born, and the human body hasn't caught up to that. Human body can't adjust to that. So we take a drug, the body mobilizes its poison control system. What is not um, eliminated or detoxified is going to have an effect. They call them a side effects, but I don't think of them as side effects. I think of them as effects. Right, right. You know, the term side effect implies like it's an accident of some mm, kind. Right. It's not an accident. It's how it works. Sure. So that headline, number one, reminds me that... There's no way you can take a prescription drug and not have ramifications or not have repercussions. And number two, that there's a relationship between the drugs we take and the health of our brain. Okay? So the, the class of drugs they're talking about are called anticholinergic drugs. Have you heard of this term, anticholinergics? The choline system, or specifically the acetylcholine system, choline is a uh, nutrient. I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, it's found in various foods, um, and it has a reputation for, for being important for brain health because a derivative of it which is called acetylcholine, plays a major role in how the brain works, particularly around learning. 
And we know that the choline or the acetylcholine system is disrupted in folks who have Alzheimer's disease. So if you take a drug that has anti-cholinergic or anti-acetylcholine effects, excuse me, turn that off there, uh, anti-acetylcholine effects, you can't, it makes sense that you're going to have a problem with brain health. By the way, the uh, anti-cholinergic drugs, drugs, drugs that block this choline system, tend to give you dry mouth. So I don't know if you've ever taken a prescription drug and had dry mouth or smoked marijuana and had a, they call it cotton mouth, right? That's all the manifestation of a blockade of choline or the acetylcholine system. So uh, antihistamines are notorious for this, Benadryl, antipsychotics, antidepressants, drugs that they give you for motion sickness like Dramamine, cannabis, CBD. Uh, all of these can have anticholinergic effects and they can... Uh, I'm not going to say that they're causal, and they, they indeed they're not blank. They're not saying these things cause Alzheimer's disease. They're saying they're associated with Alzheimer's disease and dementia. So I don't know necessarily that there's like a one-to-one -one relationship. You take Benadryl or you take your antidepressant, and you'll get Alzheimer's disease. But right. it just doesn't do a body good. It doesn't do the acetylcholine system good. So uh, number one, you can't take a drug and not expect to have side effects. Number two, these anticholinergic anticholinergic drugs or use of the anticholinergic drugs is linked to uh, is linked to dementia. I think I read how uh, I think 10% of dementia cases according to a study that I read are linked to these anticholinergic drugs. So I don't I'm not a big believer in statistics and and you know when they say 10% dementia cases or 50% higher risk, I'm not a big believer in these statistical correlations that they make. Nonetheless, the fact is if you're taking a drug, an anticholinergic drug or any kind of drug, you have to expect, expect that you're going to put a burden on the body. And that's the key. Dementia is really not a brain disease. It's a brain cell disease. As we said so many times, all diseases mm -hmm. are cell diseases. Right. And the cause of cell diseases is duress, whether that duress is caused by nutritional deficiency, whether that duress is caused by a problem with oxygenation, or whether that duress is caused by uh, uh, toxicity and sugar counts as a toxin, and there is a relationship between dementia and sugar intake as well. In fact, uh, uh, di uh, Alzheimer's is called Alzheimer's dementia is called type three diabetes. And by the way, I, I should probably make a distinction between Alzheimer's disease and dementia. Mm -hmm. Alzheimer's disease, which has become synonymous with dementia, is really a type of dementia that is technically early onset dementia. Mm -hmm. So, like when you have it when you're in your fifties or sixties. Dementia that's associated with old age is just dementia. It's not Alzheimer's disease. So they talk about Alzheimer's dementia. They use it synonymously with all dementias. But dementias are just deterioration of the brain. Alzheimer's disease is when the brain deteriorates at an early age. And that's the key. Dementia is just arthritis of the brain. It's just like when you have arthritis, you have a deterioration of the joints. When you have dementia, you have deterioration of the of parts of the brain. If you have a deterioration in the learning center, you'll have learning issues. If you have it in the memory center, you'll have memory issues. If you have the movement center, you'll have movement issues. Interestingly, Parkinson's uh, disease has, a, there's a form of dementia called Parkinson's dementia. And it's the same kind of thing. It's just deterioration of the brain. We have this obsession with diagnosing things and labeling things. Right. There's all these disease diagnoses, but there's really only one disease, right? MBFA disease. My body is falling apart disease. Brain is falling only disease there is. And that's how we want to look at it because then it becomes so much less complicated to have to deal with it. 
You don't have to have a protocol for multiple sclerosis. You don't have to have a protocol for Alzheimer's disease. You don't have to have a protocol for heart disease. You don't have to have a protocol for liver disease. You don't have to have protocols for different parts of the body, different parts of the body when you zoom in on, on the real nature of the of disease, which is cellular. And the difference between a brain cell and a kidney cell is not that much. A kidney cell needs just what a brain cell needs. Maybe a brain cell needs a little bit more of it because a brain cell is working so hard. But nonetheless, a cell is a cell is a cell. They all need the mighty 90 essential nutrients. They all need oxygen. And they all need a clean place to do its work. If you rob them of the mighty 90 essential nutrients, you're going to have a sick cell. If it's in the kidney, you'll have kidney disease, liver, liver disease, brain, you'll have brain disease. If you'll rob any cell of oxygen, if you, if you uh, confront a cell with toxicity, including sugar, you're going to have a problem. And that's how we want to look at these health challenges, not so much specifically for the organ itself as much as it is for overall for the body to take care of each of the 100 trillion cells in the body and actually take care of one of the cells. If you just take care of one cell in the body, you'll be taking care of all 100 trillion cells. Right. So just focus on one cell. How simple is that, right? Doesn't that simplify everything? Just focus yeah. on one cell. We know what a cell needs. Just focus on that one cell. Now, something also very interesting about this choline system and acetylcholine and anticholinergics is choline or acetylcholine, which is a derivative of choline, is derived from foods. You can eat choline-containing foods. You have to actually take choline as a supplement. And a lot of brain health supplements uh, contain choline. In fact, most brain health supplements will contain choline. Mm -hmm. One of the best sources of choline is lecithin. Ooh. And eggs, which are rich in lecithin. Ooh, they're incredible. Edible eggs. reputation for being a brain food, and a lot of folks will attribute that to the cholesterol. Mm -hmm. Yum, yum. But the choline is just as important. Mm. There's a great source of choline. Shellfish, meat, uh, those are good sources of choline. If you're vegetarian, legumes are a good source of choline. Spinach is a excuse me, is a good source of choline. Beets are a good, a good source of choline. Um, but I don't, I don't necessarily like targeting nutrients for the brain. Just think of taking choline for, for the entire body or, or using lecithin. If you have MTHFR, that MT, have you heard about this MTHFR reductase deficiency issue? No. A lot of people say they don't have the gene or their gene is, that's all another, another myth in the world of health. But some people don't methylate, and methylation is a way of activating certain uh, molecules. Well, it turns that you can use choline either as a supplement or choline-containing foods if you have MTHFR reductase deficiency, the enzyme that is involved in methylation, and choline is a methylating agent. So that can help you if you're dealing with that kind of uh, – if you've been told you have an MTHFR uh, deficiency. Methylene, methyl tetrahydrofolate reductase, MTHFR. That's the enzyme. Um, and I, you know, that's a little bit, uh, we can get into it. We can do a video on that maybe sometime. Uh, and maybe people can put in the comments if they want, if they want us to do a video. Mm -hmm. So you want to protect yourself from Alzheimer's disease you, or dementia. You do the same thing that you do if you want to protect yourself from any health challenge. Number one, work on gut health. There actually is a very important connection between uh, gut health and the brain. I brain. Say this for years. Earlier this week, there was an article that came out that talked about uh, gut health being related to Parkinson's disease. From uh, This is from WebMD. This came out earlier this year. Gut bacteria linked to dementia risk. Well, you know, it's just common logic if you understand mm. how the body's put together. There's a very important relationship between the digestive system and the brain. Mm. So uh, make sure you take care of your digestive health. Use the essence probiotics, make sure you're on your ultimate enzymes, apple cider vinegar with meals, stay away from problem foods, eat less foods. Folks who have dementia or who are caretakers for people who have dementia will notice that dementia symptoms get worse with certain foods. Mm. 
And they'll also notice that oftentimes dementia patients will have digestive health issues. Likewise, blood sugar, as I said earlier, um, Alzheimer's disease has been called type three diabetes. Type one diabetes, which is the autoimmune diabetes. You have type two diabetes, which is insulin resistance, which is most diabetes. Now they think that Alzheimer's dementia is a form of diabetes. Well, I know my dad had Alzheimer's dementia, or he had dementia, Mm -hmm. and I noticed when he would do, he loved fruit juice, apple Mm -hmm. juice. Mm -hmm. When he drank apple juice, his symptoms would get worse. I saw that and wouldn't take very long. And it makes perfect sense. Sugar revs up the brain, sugar revs up chemistry. Uh, sugar creates a, a situation of toxicity, causes something called glycation, which is a breaking down of blood vessels. The, the brain is highly perfused. So make sure that you're keeping your blood sugar down. We know the ketogenic diet can be helpful for folks who have dementia. Ketogenic diet, of course, is a high-fat, low-calorie diet. In fact, I consider the ketogenic diet to be the ideal way for everybody to eat, but especially for folks who are dealing with dementia or want to, um, who want to prevent dementia issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we come to the whole stress connection, cortisol, stress hormone. Lower your stress hormone levels. Make sure you're uh, improving oxygenation, slow deep breathing, SDR breathing. This is the triangle of disease that underlies all health challenges. The digestive system, the blood sugar system, and the stress management system. Oxygenation is a great way to turn off the stress system of the body. And, of course, the brain is highly dependent on oxygen, so making sure you're doing your SDR breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, here's another interesting one. Folks who take care of Alzheimer's patients know that there's a phenomenon called sundowning. Have you heard of this? Sundowning? No. When the sun goes down, all dementia symptoms get worse. Mm. And as it turns out, I was just reading this somewhere here. Let me find this article. Uh, I got a whole, I was collecting, I collect these articles, and today I just got on the web and looked up a bunch of stuff. Study sunshine could help stave off dementia. Ooh. You know what that's about? What? Vitamin D. No. Vitamin D is the most important brain brain health vitamins you could use. The sun is a great source of vitamin D. Just to, just to give you an idea of what, what I just got, this is just today, I got a bunch of these. Could gut bacteria be linked to dementia risk? We'll talk about that. Here's a good one. Disrupted sleep. We know oh. that de- uh, uh, poor sleep habits or less sleep is linked to dementia symptoms. And according to Science Daily, or actually the University of California, Berkeley, uh, in your neck of the woods here, disrupted sleep in one's 50s and 60s raises risk of Alzheimer's disease. Now, some of this may have to do with stress hormone. We know as people get older, their cortisol levels tend to increase. They have problems sleeping. Making sure you're getting uh, a good rest is obviously it's an important health strategy, but it seems to be especially important for the brain. Here's a good one. Hypertension treatment. Ooh. They want to give you drugs now. Yep. Antihypertensive, which by the way, among the most nastiest drugs Drug you down. Uh, of all the prescription drugs are the uh, antihypertensive drugs. This is a, uh, a study that was done uh, from, uh, where was this from? Uh, this is from the journal Hypertension. Uh, a drug, a calcium channel drug, is actually, which opens up blood vessels, is actually being used as a treatment or a, is being studied as a treatment for Alzheimer's. Of course, vasodilation, the opening up of blood vessels, which, which helps uh, lower hypertension, can help improve perfusion, oxygenation, and blood supply to the brain. Mm-hmm. That's the logic there. But again, you're going to run into all kinds of problems if you use, try to use therapy, pharmacotherapy. Well, what, this, what the headline really says to me is that the, uh, the, the traditional medical model prescribed drugs for a variety of conditions. Uh, one of them is to help improve bladder control. Now, there's... 
there's 10,000, 20,000, it, it could be over 100,000 people out there who took a drug to help them control their bladder and now they have dementia. Mm. Right. Uh, based on the statistics, based on the numbers. Based on the I statistics mean, that they're showing here, yeah. Well, I mean, we have, to, we have to take responsibility for our health. We can't depend on the medical model to take right. responsibility for us. Right. You know, when I was a pharmacist, people would, when I was practicing pharmacy, you know, in the drugstore, people would actually throw a bottle, a plastic bag filled with prescription bottles, mm -hmm. 10, 12, 14 prescription bottles on my, on my counter and just say, fill them and not even know what the heck was in them. Mm -hmm. Not even care to, not even care to have a consult. People take drugs, just assume that the doctor is going to take care of us, that the medical model will take care of us, mm -hmm. that the FDA knows what they're doing. It doesn't work that way. Nope. Prescription drugs are not an answer for disease, period, nope. end of story. Okay. At best, they can be a Band-Aid to temporarily get you through a time of trouble. Pain pills have their place. Antibiotics have their place. But there's no prescription drugs that you will be better off by taking with the exception of in the short term, maybe as I say, antibiotics. Other than that, you're going to, and even antibiotics, you're going to be dealing with issues. You're going to be dealing with the system. Maybe you need antibiotics, you know, but now you're, now you're killed off the good bacteria in your gut. You're on a course of antibiotics. Make sure when you're done, you're taking probiotics and make sure you're eating lots of fermented food and taking care of digestive health. Then I saw a very interesting uh, video the other day. Um, I, I think it was Adam Miller, who's on the Critical Health News phone team, sent it to me. It's, uh, it's interviews from 1929 with very, very old people, folks in their 80s and 90s. You know, they were born around the time, uh, you know, uh, Thomas Jefferson was still around, some of these folks. And uh, one of the comments under the video was, um, here, I'll read it. It was, uh, they look and sound damn healthy for being 80 to 90 years old. 237 replies to that comment. And all of them are saying, like, what the heck is going on? How come these folks, uh, you know, um, close to 100 years ago, in their old, old age, are so completely lucid? They're so they're just sharp and intelligent, and it's and? all going on upstairs. So what's the conclusion? Well, I mean, there's, there's, everybody's got different theories. They say it's the junk food that we eat, or uh, but yeah. know, certainly our uh, there's a lot of criticism of our contemporary medical system, and they're, they're pointing a lot of folks pointing fingers fingers there as well. Of course, it's a, the, the healthcare system. And now, I, I, you're following the politics of everything. They want to have universal healthcare, Medicare for all. Mm -hmm. That is a terrible situation. Getting on a good nutritional supplement program, exercising, making sure you're using general holistic strategies. That's that's the way to go. Mm -hmm. And eating, I mean, there's so many different things we can do. We've been talking on the bright side for now for a couple of weeks about all the lifestyle things that you can do. And, and by the way, for dementia, there's also there's lots of lifestyle things you could do to to reduce your risk. Um, you know what I like to do when I go to the store and I go to the bulk section, you know, you get the nuts and the mm -hmm. various uh, rice and seeds, et cetera, in the bulk section. And then they have a little tag that you can write the number on and put it on the plastic bag. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Instead of writing the number down, memorize it. Mm. Just do some kind of memory trick and memorize it. Memorize your credit card number. Memorize mm. phone numbers. This mm. is a great way to improve brain-derived neurotro neurotropic factor, BDNF, mm. okay. which is a chemical that improves blood supply to the brain. Okay. So you practicing numbers or practicing memorizing is a great way to improve blood supply to the brain, oxygenation, reduce your risk of dementia. Mm -hmm. Read books. Study uh, a new language. Uh, take a course, a local college course, an online course. Learn something new. Mm -hmm. Travel. Do crossword puzzles. Make sure you're getting enough sleep. These are all healthy strategies 
that will pr protect your brain from dementia. Meditation, another great way to protect yourself from meditation, uh, from uh, Alzheimer's dementia or any dementia, improve brain health. Meditation improves focus. Meditation improves oxygenation of the brain. Meditation reduces cortisol. Meditation is by far and away the best medication that you can take for a whole bunch of stuff mm -hmm. simply by its effects on cortisol, let alone for, for Alzheimer's or for dementia issues or improving mental health. There's supplements you could use. Vitamin E is tremendously valuable for brain health. Alpha-lipoic acid, zinc, uh, the B-complex. And the B-complex is one that we excrete regularly. So by making sure you're taking the B-complex and you're beyond tangy tangerine. Mm -hmm. Beyond tangy tangerine is one of the best anti-dementia su anti supplements you could ever use. Okay. It's loaded with B vitamins, very important for brain health. It's loaded with electrolytes, very important for brain health. It's loaded with vitamin C, which are very important for brain health. Make sure you're eating choline. Make sure you're getting enough. Uh, we talked about you can use choline as a supplement, but you can also get choline from eggs and from liver, from spinach, if you're or legumes if you're a vegetarian. Essential fatty acids, particularly omega three essential fatty acids, which are very difficult to find. You're getting a lot of fish to get your omega three essential fatty acids. Flaxseed oil, chia seed oil is a good source of omega threes. Um, fish oil has derivatives of omega three that are important for brain health, and of course, supplemented with your ultimate EFAs will get you omega-3 fatty acids. Uh, vitamin C, I mentioned, is also important for brain health. Vitamin D, Butter. the sun is important for brain health. Butter. There's a, a substance called glutathione, which we should probably do a video on. Really amazingly important stuff. Very very helpful for the entire nervous system, and particularly for the brain. Uh, you can build your own glutathione with glutamine supplements, uh, which is available as a powder, glycine from bone soup or gelatin. Um, uh, and also uh, the, uh, the mineral selenium, the mineral zinc, which I mentioned, I guess, uh, glutamine, glycine, there's another one, uh, cysteine, glutamine, glycine, and cysteine, making sure you're getting enough cysteine, and acetylcysteine is a great source of cysteine, and that's important for brain health. Niacin is a particularly important B vitamin for brain health. Uh, niacin is actually part of the acetylcholine system in the brain, and niacin is such an important vitamin, it's vitamin B3, that your brain, your body will actually make niacin if you don't have enough niacin, uh, but it's still a good idea to make sure that you're supplementing it. Ben, what about folks who are dealing particularly with um, uh, depression? It was that, that, Every, that seemed to be like the uh, the the main medical use of this category of drugs. Yeah, anticholinergics. A lot of antidepressants, particularly the older antidepressants, mm. are anticholinergic drugs, which is kind of ironic because you already got a mental health issue. Mm. You take a you take a uh, an, uh, an antidepressant for your mental health issue. Now you're dealing. Now you're going to be dealing with another mental, mental health worse. issue. Right. It's sort of ironic that way. Everything we talked about just now is good for all mental health mm. issues, not just dementia, which is a brain health issue, but also mental health issues and emotional issues. Now, I'm always hesitant to use just physical strategies to deal with mental issues. Mm. A lot of times when we have mental health issues or emotional health issues, it's not strictly physical. Mm. There's physical correlates, and there's certainly physical things you can do to improve, improve your uh, symptomology, but if you have trauma, PTSD, um, a reason to be depressed, grief that you haven't dealt with, right. all those things need to be addressed on those levels. Nonetheless, mm. using zinc, vitamin E, the B vitamins, meditating, um, staying away from problem foods, staying away from anticholinergic drugs, eating choline uh, substances, all of these can be great strategies for folks who are depressed or folks who have bipolar disorder or other mental or emotion, emotional health issues that are not organic. 
that aren't physiologic, like uh, all, like like dementias. Dementia is a physiologic condition. And by the way, I forgot to mention they now they also want to do vaccine. Have you heard about the vaccine for Alzheimer's disease? Oh, no, no, but it makes not vaccines. Better. The 250 vaccines that are uh, are in, in the works. Uh, they want to vaccinate you against the fibers. That the, no. the hallmark sign of Alzheimer's dementia, or what they call plaques. Mm. which are lesions, they're like thickenings made that, up yeah. of fiber, mm. a particular protein, a particular sugar protein kind of substance called amyloid, mm. amyloid plaques. Well, these amyloid plaques are fibers, actually, they're made up of fibers, and various substances like calcium that uh, create these kind of band-aids in the brain are there to protect the brain. They're a patch against deteriorating mm. tissue. And you can get fibrosis. Fibrosis in general is one of the ways we break down. Mm. In fact, there's no diseases that aren't associated with fibrosis. Amyloidosis or amyloid mm. uh, acts are a form of fibrosis. Oh. You get fibrosis in the joints, you get fibrosis in the lungs, you get fibrosis in the liver, you get fibrosis in organs that are breaking down. So the fibrosis in the brain is just fibrosis in the liver that's happening in the brain. It's the same kind of thing, it's a repair mechanism. Oh. So now they want to vaccinate against the repair mechanism. Oh no. Hmm. That's the, this is the genius medical model. That once you're vaccinated, there's no going back. I mean, I don't, even, I don't even know how the vaccine will work, but it'll protect against, somehow it will, I, I don't even know how it works to tell you the truth, but it's a vaccine against the plaque somehow that, that will protect the brain against the plaque. I, oh, really? I'm, not, I'm not all that familiar with the vaccine. But the idea is that we can somehow save ourselves from ourselves. Right. Right. You know, that's what's happening. We're damaging ourselves and we're going to save ourselves from the crappy food we eat, the stress we're under, the nutritional deficiency, mm -hmm. the lousy digestive system, all the things that, that we do that cause our illnesses, we're going to save ourselves from that. Right. I say, let's take, start living our lives in a healthy way, starting with a nutritional supplement program, but also making sure you're practicing your SDR breathing, make sure you're moving your body, make sure you're eating less food. You know, using mental mental strategies like reading and memorizing, getting enough sleep. Yeah, sure. Why? You know, I mean, doesn't that make more sense? Well, I mean, yep. having a reason for reason to live and uh, going for the occasional walk in the woods is um, uh, it could be a substantial part. To, you know, it could be an alternative to taking a drug that's uh, going to increase your chances of having dementia by fifty percent. Right. Remember we talked about what's in the remember what's in the woods, the magic of the woods, the negative ions. Right. 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 Forest bathing. Mm-hmm. You're so lucky you live in Santa Cruz. I mean, that's why people live in Santa Cruz love it so much. You're immersed in negative ions. Right, 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 right. Uh, the the lady we bought our house from it was uh, 96 when she was moving out of here. Um, yeah, we we live out in out in the woods. There's redwood trees just out. Uh, Good for you. Sort of wall here. Yeah. Um, so I, I think we should maybe go breathe some fresh air, Ben. I think we've we'll done a good job. Breathe some negative ions. This, uh, this you're lucky you got the woods and you got the beach. Right. Yeah, mm. that's true. <laughs> Must be nice. Well, thanks so much, Ren. All right, Jonty. Good to talk to you, my man. All right. There you have it. Thank you, Ben. Pharmacist Ben Fuchs. All, All right. Just to recap a little bit. Yeah, um, you've heard uh, many of the things that uh, pharmacist uh, Ben mentioned. Uh, especially when it comes to diet, uh, like the incredible edible egg, which is loaded with nutrients, you know, selenium, lecithin, essential fatty acids, um, magnesium, so, so many things are in the egg. 
And um, if you're having a problem with iron, um, if you want to get off of the iron pills that may be subscribed to you by your white coat, liver, you mentioned that as well. Liver is a great product, food to eat, to uh, supplement for your iron, as well as the choline that he mentioned and other things. Uh, when it comes to memory, those of you who listen to me on a consistent basis, as I tell you, I very rarely make notations when I do my podcasts, and that's, um, I find that it works for me, it doesn't work for everyone, especially if you haven't been doing it for a while, you know, when we were growing up, back in the 60s, 70s, and even the 80s, and 90s, as a matter of fact, when, uh, with phone numbers, you know, most people were able to memorize phone numbers, especially when it was just seven digits, opposed to 10 digits as it is now, and 11 when you include the area code, but um, we would know what side of town a person lived on just based on the first three numbers of the phone number, and you know, people didn't walk, most people didn't walk around with uh, phone books, on average, because they remembered uh, phone numbers, especially the important ones, if it was a rare phone number that they hardly used, they may write that down in a phone book or something, but other than that, people memorized phone numbers. Uh, people were able to navigate uh, from place to place without GPS, right? Because they had good uh, directional uh, mental ability. And now with high tech and everything, it's taken a lot of those abilities and skills away and it's made many people lazy and not think about things and to exercise and do those adulations of the mind with the brain and doing brain exercise. So that's why I continue to do most of my podcast by, by memory. Unless there's something in, in, uh, particularly I need to go over, there's a list of things I need to want to stay on track, I'll jot down notes, that sort of thing. But yeah, um, doing crossword puzzles, reading books, you know, different challenges, uh, puzzles, and, and that sort of thing, right? Um, so, there you have it. That's the uh, Health Tips Tuesday for today. Alzheimer's and dementia. Hope you got a lot out of today's Health Tips Tuesday broadcast. And if you want to get in contact with me, you can send me an email to thedennydshow at gmail.com. If you want to support me, you can go to Youngevity.com. Use my associate ID, 1009565262. Go there, grab yourself a healthy start pack or a canister of the BTT or a bottle of the Majestica plant-derived colloidal minerals. All right, tomorrow's Wednesday, and uh, we'll be back with another broadcast focusing on the world stage of insanity and the events taking place. Uh, okay, I just wanted to check my volume. Thank you for joining me today, and I hope you all have a blessed evening and a blessed night. I pray to Almighty God that He shines His face upon you, that God Almighty places His hand upon you, that the Most High Yahweh station a legion of angels around you for your safety and your protection. This prayer I pray in the name of my Savior and yours. Yahshua the Christ. All right, everyone. Lord's will. We'll see you tomorrow. Oh, child. The five stair steps.